Yeah, my mom listened to one of the episodes of the of the podcast where I talk about how oh, we Jesus. don't buy Kleenex. We just blow, I just blow my nose in the shower, and she sent me three boxes of of Kleenex. Does your mom listen to the podcast? Yep. <laughs> so she hears all the things we say. <laughs> she hears everything. <laughs> oh wow! I'll keep that in mind, I guess. Although apparently, I guess it doesn't matter. Right? It doesn't matter. She's okay. pretty. She's, she's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, down with the. She's, she's, down uh, she's down with the sickness. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. That was, yeah, yeah. That was what I was. She, love, she loves disturbed. Yeah. That's okay. her favorite. That's what I was, I was yeah. trying to get there. Yeah. But so uh, thanks for. <laughs> well, I'm, we're mm-hmm. on the same wavelength. Yeah. Oh, always famously. Yeah. Uh, so now, Trent. Mm. Last night. Yeah. I go to see. The Blue Man Group. I know, yeah. I go to the Blue Man Group, the legendary Blue, Blue Man, Man Group. Blue Man Group. Tell me everything. I'll tell you everything. So, here's the thing. We go, we get there, it's like the show's literally starting. We're like a little uh, late. A little late. late. Yeah. And Mistake number one. We're down on this row with the fucking end. I mean, mm. there's like six people seated, and they all uh. go, they all look at us and go, <sighs> crying out loud. Yeah. They get up. We fucking You're at the end. There's a wall. You can't go around. There's a wall. We can't go around. We sit down. Uh, right. Okay. The show starts, and we see. You know, it's like everything's dark, but you just like a hot light right over like this drum. These drums, mm. and it's three guys playing the drums. You know. Yeah. And there's paint on them and shit, and the paint's coming up. It's yeah, yeah. Drums, and we're like, oh fuck yeah, let's go. And then, uh, a, like a big light comes on, and we see. It's not three blue men. Oh. It is three guys with glasses oh. and kind of like frizzy hair. I'm going, this is weird. But, and then I wait, yeah. and then they start doing, they do bits. They do, they do something with the crowd. And I looked down at my ticket. I got us tickets to the Jew Man Group. <laughs> is this real? No. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we went to, we went to, <laughs> Well, in New York, you never know. We went, we went, to, we went, to, we went to see Jew Man Group. Oh, no. I, go, I go, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and my date hates oh. Jews. <laughs> she, and you know, she doesn't like Jews. Sure. Yeah, I met yeah. her. She is not a fan of not the Jews. Not a fan. Um, wow. So, yeah. So she was pissed. We had to get her. She was furious. You guys had to get the fuck out of yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> she got the scene. It was just three 60-year-old <laughs> Jewish guys <laughs> drums. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they did everything. They complained. They did. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. I go. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I thought it was the Blue Man Group. <laughs> it's you could see how I'd make the mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No. Well, but no. Of course, we no. did go get over to the correct theater. We saw the Blue Man Group. <laughs> you went over to the across the street. The, across the street. Classic mistake. I'm sure it happens all, uh, there, all the night. The street. You thought you would think. Uh, the workers at the theater would kind of let you know. Well, that night I fucked up too because the the, uh, the uh, Blue Man Group was mm. playing at the Astor Place Theater, yeah. uh, and the Jew Man Group was playing at the eh, theater. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> this is a hot start. <laughs> wow! So then, so you tunneled over to the other theater. <laughs> yeah, we, t- we tunneled over, and uh, yeah, it was a great show. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Wow! Wow! Mm-hmm. Then your date was much happier when she saw the Blue Man Group. Oh. Oh, yeah, she went right, Phew. right, and you said you did the same thing, and then I, yeah, yeah, wow, wow, yeah. But it was the Blue Man Group. How was that show? A- electric, electric. One of the coolest shows ever. I, have you seen the Blue Man Group? I've seen them on TV. Their various TV appearances. <laughs> yeah, which well, they I, haven't done. They used to be no. on TV all the time. Well, I you think, used to see them in the early 2000s, the late 90s. Yes. Oh my god, you couldn't escape the Blue Man Group. You couldn't. Now they're they're they were on top of the world. Yeah, now they're like Gautier. <laughs> 
They've gone the way of Gautier. Yeah. They've gone the way of Gautier. Yeah. There's somebody yeah. we used to know. Well, it was that time where they like Stomp was big. You yeah, know? Stomp. And, but here's the thing. Uh, here, here's how, because the Blue Man group is still together. You know, they're still doing performances. Yes. But Stomp, like, I think they gave up. I, they, stomp I think stopped. They stopped the stomp. <laughs> they stopped the stomp. They, there's no stop left. No. They, stomped, on they, they, they stomped themselves no. dry. There's they're walking nothing. on eggshells now. <laughs> yeah, they can't hardly talk to each other. <laughs> They think it's some it's scary business maneuver. Yeah. yeah. So in the way Actually, I, I think they moved in upstairs. <laughs> they, yeah, I believe Stomp is, yeah, Stomp direct, is upstairs. directly it above us. about two a.m. every night. So yeah, that's when they they break out the hits around two a.m. Um, and and seven a.m. Yeah. Um, no, so but really, you know, I mean, the way I said Stomp is like the Beatles, you know, bigger <laughs> bigger cultural impact, but couldn't keep it together. Yeah, and, and the Blue, Blue Man Man groups like the Stones. the Stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, they're still, you know, they're still get, they're still out there. They're still out there. They're still no doing hits, it. But, they're still rocking around. Uh, but no, it was it was amazing. It was, um, yeah, it was such like an art show kind of thing like i don't know it was funny yeah it was weird yeah it was cool there's not enough weird stuff anymore no there i feel like in the 90s and 80s people were really doing weird interesting things yeah and now everybody wants to it's like suck like what's what is the big show to see now matt reif i mean i don't even know uh, yeah i don't know who knows some guy talking the about talking about his therapist yeah yeah taylor <laughs> I mean, swift yeah a girl singing about her being 16 or whatever yeah. who gives a fuck yeah, yeah. exactly yeah so yeah, it stinks there's nothing for us there's nothing weird anymore <laughs> bring back the weird yeah, stuff yeah yeah paint your fucking face blue and freak out somebody in the audience <laughs> right yeah. yeah also don't I, say, I don't want, don't say a fucking word don't say a fucking word yeah. just bang on your drum also there was no epileptic warning and if if you yeah. were even Good. a little <laughs> i'm sick of the epileptic warning <laughs> that, only, that only started happening 10 years ago before that what did we do well i think we we turned the other way yeah Good. Yeah, I think we said so enough is enough. Yeah. <laughs> it was like after all the cancelings of the Me Too movement, I think people are finally putting the foot down. Yeah. You know, no more epileptic warnings. We've gone crazy. Now we're kind of course correcting. Yeah, you know what? Maybe there should be two bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, but yeah, Jesus. Like, I was, I thought I was going to have a seizure. It was insane. Really? Lot, did, now, did you have to wear, now, was it like a, going to see Gallagher where you had to wear like a protective covering to the front three front, rows yeah. were all and i was like well good thing i didn't swing for front row and i have yeah. to put a fucking thing over my face yeah wear a poncho to sit in a guy wear a poncho <laughs> yeah no it's unattractive thing you could possibly wear <laughs> <laughs> yeah speaking of yeah on the way to blue man group twice i had to uh stop in the middle of a crowded downtown New York City yeah. NoHo area yeah. to bend over and tie my shoe. No, really? And, yeah. I, oh, it could have, could have you any, know how I feel about that. Yeah, it couldn't be anything more emasculating oh, than, than yeah, tying your shoe in front of a woman. Do. What are you, five? That, yeah. You gotta tie your shoe? Oh, it's the height of vulnerability. That and trying to catch a ping pong ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's we, no recovering from yeah, either you've always, of those you've things. You've always said that. There's I've always said that, yeah. You've always said that. Why don't, wow. we, why don't we say what uh, what the hell we're doing here today, Trent? Well, let's say that, sure. This is Echo Chamber with Joe and Trent, the only podcast where two comedians uh, read the Wall Street Journal because one of us gets, gets it, for it for free, free 
from work. <laughs> and uh, and we got some stories today. Let's let's tell the folks what they're going to be. Uh, yes, let's be hearing about. It. Would you like to start us off? Sure. Well, I, here's the thing. I got a couple t- like small ones, sure. and then I got a, I got a, a bit of a longer one. Okay. So I've got this is very small, but. Mm. Uh, uh, well, there's a new uh, record set by a Russian cosmonaut for the longest amount of time in space. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. That's great. And there's really not a whole lot else to read there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 you know, I was a frequent, you know this about me, and everybody knows this about me. Yeah. I was a frequent reader of the Guinness Book of World Records. So I <laughs> yeah, love, you had the, every hardback copy. <laughs> yeah, in my room. In, in your room. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Your parents were like for your the birthday. Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah. I have every Guinness Book of World Records. That's right. So, well, that's very interesting. I can't wait for that, Joe. And it wouldn't be an echo chamber episode. Mm-hmm. If we didn't mention one of these three things, Elon Musk, Taylor Swift, or, or AI... We might mention all three. <laughs> <laughs> well, Taylor Swift, is she a government psyop? Wow, that's we'll, the Wall Street we'll, Journal. We'll find out. Apparently, there's a lot of conspiracy theories floating around the World there's Wide Web lot, about lot. Taylor Swift and, and the Super Bowl, which is tonight. But <laughs> which is tonight. it will have happened by the time you're listening to this episode. It will have already happened. Um, well, speaking of governments... Mm-hmm. Well, across not our own government, but across the sea, across a couple seas, baby. Sure. In India, President M- Modi, 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 Modi cutouts blanket India before election. And I'll tell you what that means. There is literal <laughs> cutouts of his body. Oh, all over. I mean, you can't even walk down the street without seeing a fucking selfie. It's like a flat, flat Modi. Flat there's, a, there's a flat, flat Modi's everywhere. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, that's fun. I like a good cutout. So we'll, we'll, we'll learn a little bit more about that. Wow. Well, you, Joe, you're familiar with 23andMe? Of course. The, uh, yeah. I, I would never do it because it would expose the fact that I'm a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> they have my DNA. I would be... That's what's happening. Right. Sure. Yeah. It doesn't really talk about it in that article, but my, I was telling my mom about that. She, she said that's what's happening. They're catching criminals yeah. with their DNA. But this... Is about twenty three and me's fall from being worth almost six billion dollars oh, wow. to nearly zero. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, that's kind of a dramatic, <laughs> dramatic shift. Yeah. <laughs> six million, six billion to zero. Yeah, huh? yeah. I so could see yeah, it. they really fucked up. <laughs> 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 they, you know, we really tell their shareholders we really <laughs> fucked it all up. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I truly can't wait to hear more about that. Mm-hmm. Well, Trent, it wouldn't be an episode of Echo Chamber if we didn't mention Taylor Swift, Elon Musk, or AI. Yes. Um, but so we are going to hear more about Musk. Chapter three of the Wall Street Journal War on Musk. Yes. That broke out earlier this year. Sure. The- top of the year. The, the drug saga. The drug saga. Money and drugs entwine Musk with Tesla directors. Oh. It's bigger. It's bigger than just him. Wow. So they're all on drugs over there. Not because they want to be. <laughs> oh, they're being forced. Oh, no. We'll find out. Oh, wow. Now, that's wild. Yeah. Well, now we've... Now, that's crazy. Elon Musk, the whatever his title is, he's the head of <laughs> Tesla. Yeah. Well... That may be taking a toll on Elon because being the boss may be hard. It may send you to an early grave. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, that I've. Won't someone think of the boss? I believe James Brown once said, paid the cost to be the boss. It may not have been James Brown also, but. 
<laughs> you got to pay the cost. You got to pay the cost. Well, Trent, here's a quick one. I'll just kick us off here. Cosmonaut sets space-time record. Hmm. Russian cosmonaut Oleg Konakeko has broken the world record for the most cumulative time spin in space. Hmm. The 59-year-old has now spent more than 878 days and 12 hours in space, surpassing fellow Russian uh, Gennady Padlikov. They love space. They Those love Russia, space. They can't get away from Russia for long enough. <laughs> they, they can, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Quote, I fly into space to do what I love, not to set records. That's what they all say. Yeah. I've dreamt of and aspired to become a cosmonaut since I was a child. That interest motivates me to continue flying, he told a Russian state news agency TASS. TASS? What do you think they do up there? Literally, what do they do in that space station? What could he be doing for three years? Oh, I think there's a lot of horseplay. I think there's horseplay. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's horseplay. Well, I don't I know what they do up there. The lady astronauts, I actually looked into it, and apparently they go up there, they like to kiss all the boy astronauts. Up there. <laughs> Why? Yeah. They come back and they say, I'm an astronaut. It's, honey, you're not an right. <laughs> You're not an astronaut. <laughs> You're a whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that's a, that's a bit of a deep cut that's there. A, uh, yes, yeah. Dude, uh, is it funny to just explain that? Yeah, I think it's funny. I think, I think, <laughs> you, funny. I think you have to I think if you're listening it. to this podcast, yeah. you would get a kick out of it. <laughs> so the the <laughs> that was something just for me and Trent there, but I'll let everybody in on it. So this was I'm maybe six years ago or five years ago. I'm living in Kansas City. I'm I'm hosting at the Looney Bin Wichita. Yeah, at the Looney Bin Wichita, there's this uh, comic is the feature. He's like an older guy in his mid to late fifties. Uh, Jim, I always forget his last name. We don't need to expose him. No. But uh, Wait, we looked him up. He's a funny guy. Yeah, yeah he's very nice. Yeah. The nicest guy. Yeah. But he had this bit he would do <laughs> where he'd go, and it, it, didn't, <laughs> it didn't make any sense, but he'd start, <laughs> and he'd go, you see these, and it, he's had this for like 12 years. Yeah. So there's no like cultural, it's not like in touch with what's right, happening right. right now, but he goes, he starts, he goes, you seen these girls nowadays? <laughs> they say they're dancers. They say every girl, they say, I'm a dancer. Honey, you're not a dancer. You're a whore. <laughs> I'm watching this. I'm like, okay. I don't even know what he's taught. Who are the dancers? <laughs> yeah. What dancers? Oh, they're not dancers. And he they're goes, a whore. Yeah, you're <laughs> not a dancer. You're a whore. He goes, uh, and then he goes on to be like, you know, you see it everywhere. It goes, I'm a yoga instructor. You're not, honey, you're not a yoga instructor. You're, you're, a, a, whore. you're a whore. Yeah, and then he literally <laughs> lists every female <laughs> profession, uh, like stereotypical yeah. female profession. He goes, hairstylist, whore, fly attendant, whore, 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 whore. Uh, it's to me i'm I, I, just you telling it it's the funniest bit i've ever heard in yeah. my entire life yeah and i would kill to see it live so the second the, the it was, that was the thursday night show the first time i heard it and then the early show friday was light or whatever and <laughs> it was everyone bombed yeah we're back in the green room and, and i go man that, that crowd was rough and the headliner was like that was brutal yeah and then he goes yeah yeah even though the horse bit didn't even <laughs> Yeah, the horse bit didn't go, and that's usually my you know, anyway. <laughs> that's usually my bread. And I was like, anyway, I'm gonna turn in. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you're not an astronaut, yeah, honey. You're, you're a, a whore. whore. You're not a cosmonaut, honey. Yeah. Why, why don't 
cosmonaut sounds way cooler than astronaut. Why don't we call our people cosmonauts? What's the difference? If you're from Russia, you're a cosmonaut? I guess so. We and never, it, never it's heard. It's astro or cosmo. Yeah. We always have to be contrarian to Russia. Yeah. Which I'm okay with, but cosmonaut does sound cool. Cosmonaut. Yeah. Well, let's consult NASA. <laughs> let's, um, let's switch it up. Yeah, switch it up. Also, send some people back to the moon. It was tight. <laughs> <laughs> it was tight, it dude. What the fuck did they stop? It was tight. Yeah. They always do it right around the Fourth of July, and it's just like the summer, and you're like blowing shit yeah, up. The and kids gather around the TV. The TV. You and the pray to God the spaceship doesn't explode. It's coming down somehow. There's a camera already on the moon, and the spaceship's landing. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to get too need far to get into there. But, but speaking of conspiracy Ooh. theories, lay it on me. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Oh, from the Wall, Wall Street Journal. The headline. Swift as PSYOP, another errors tour stop. Errors tour? Errors. Mm. And so as opposed to eras. Yeah, they're very clever. Awfully clever over there. Awfully clever of them, yes. As the Kansas City Chiefs prepare to play the San Francisco 49ers in Las Vegas, Nevada this Sunday, conspiracy theories are swirling around Taylor Swift and her football player boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. Oh, Travis Kelsey, football player. Yes. yes. They, I, I call him Mr. Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You call him Mr. They're Mr. and Mrs. Pfizer yeah. are their names. <laughs> they yeah. have taken on a distinctly political shape. Will the couple... They in- haven't, though. No, they haven't, but... They've been <clears throat> put into one a box by Fox News. By Fox News yeah. and other... Uh, conservative media outlets and yeah. and, and uh, the World Wide Web at, at large. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, they have taken Couldn't have said on, it better myself. Yeah. Will the couple endorse President Joe Joseph Robinette Biden? Who gives a fuck for re-election? Is Swift part of a government influence campaign? <laughs> the theories aren't based in fact. Instead, they rest on conjecture, false assumptions, and tenuous links to public gestures the two have made over the years. Since 2018, Swift has endorsed Democratic politicians. Wait, you're telling me this conspiracy theory is not based on facts? <laughs> well, not according to the WSJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but, uh, so... I kind of I like conspiracy theory based on facts, like Flat Earth, but... <laughs> it's just me. Me too. The, here, there's three... Conspiracies, they always come in three. Oh, yeah, they're, every, they're, everything's everything best in comes threes. in three. Yeah. Like this podcast is <laughs> best in twos. It's best in twos. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun to have a, th- a third. That's true. Uh, false theory number one Taylor Swift is part of a psyop. Oh, it's been debunked. They're debunking it. Well, the Wall Street Journal is, is, is making their attempt to debunk it. And whether or not you believe <laughs> I'm it. Sure, I'm sure that will <laughs> convince the masses. Yeah. Mike Binns, a conservative broadcaster and former State Department official under Donald Trump, shared a video in January from a 2019 educational conference organized by the NATO Cooperative Cyber Defense Center of Excellence. What? <laughs> I don't know. What is that? Much a meaningless word. Yeah, the Ginyu Force is more believable, <laughs> more believable than that. Yeah. The, anything that has of excellence, of excellence. What is this? Is the Extraordinary League of Gentlemen? Yeah, League of Extraordinary Excellent Gentlemen. The League of Extraordinary Excellent Gentlemen. Uh, Sean Connery's last movie. He hated that movie so much. He goes, I. I fucking quit. He was the only one. Yeah, I was twelve. It stunk. And I got, this is dog it shit. stunk. The clip, which aired, which he aired during a live stream in another post on X, formerly Twitter, <laughs> shows oh, Alicia Barker 
then a John Hopkins researcher giving a presentation about fighting misinformation. One slide features a picture of Swift, whom Barger uses as an example of a person whose social influence could be helpful for countering misinformation. So this guy saw that video. He goes, this means that they're, they're using her to counter misinformation uh, or lie or influence the general public. You're right. The Swifties as... I've coined them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You've. Yeah. So that's one theory. Renowned for having coined that. Yeah. I'm known for. Yeah. yeah I'm known for having coined that. So that's one theory that she's being used to influence the election. And who gives a fuck? Yeah. I mean, we all know Trump's going to get reelected. There's no. She could endorse whoever she wants. But yeah. It's not looking good, not that's looking, for sure. It's not looking great. Here's another theory. Play, the playoffs were fixed so Biden could be endorsed at the Super Bowl. That would be the lamest thing. That, <laughs> it, could you imagine for one second yeah. the, what, what Travis Kelsey's giving him this victory speech yeah. holding up the Lombardi trophy? <laughs> Yo, you gotta fight for your right to party. <laughs> I just want to thank my fucking teammates, my yeah. family, Joe Biden. Yeah. Let's get it. Fuck Disneyland. I'm going to the voting booth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my vote for Joseph Robinette. 0% chances. It's not a chance in hell that's going to happen. No. But ahead of the Chiefs' victory at the AFC playoffs last month, broadcaster and Trump supporter Mike Crispy said the NFL was rigged <laughs> so that the Chiefs would go to the Super Bowl, paving the way for Swift to emerge during the halftime show and endorse Biden for re-election. She's going to emerge in the halftime yeah, show? Yeah, she's going to interrupt Usher. She's going to say, hold on, Usher. <laughs> we need to say something. <laughs> if that happened... Vote for Joe Biden. If that happened, and I am a Kansas City Chiefs fan, yeah. and I'm watching that, yeah. and I, I turn off the TV. <laughs> I, go, I go, let them lose. I hope they lose. <laughs> yeah. So that's another theory. The the other, the number three, George Soros owns Taylor Swift. Now, owns her? He owns her. Well, she doesn't really like that terminology. Nobody owns her. <laughs> no, nobody owns her. She's her own woman, a strong, independent woman. Uh, in 2019, Swift publicly, global warming. <laughs> publicly criticized the sale of her music catalog during an acceptance speech at the Billboard Music Awards. We all saw that. That claiming that she had been told the Soros family had partially funded the deal to purchase her music. Some have pointed to these pronouncements as proof that the Soros family controls Swift. <laughs> these theorists have claimed that Soros, a major Democratic political donor, is behind Swift's push for Democratic politicians and liberal causes following the sale of her catalog. But this timeline doesn't hold up. Swift waded into politics in a significant way for the first time in 2018 before the sale when she endorsed two Democrats in Tennessee. A Soros spokesman didn't respond to a request for comment. A spokesman for Soros's nonprofit Open Society Foundation said the theories were, quote, preposterous. <laughs> I mean, truly. People can need... You, uh, sorry, could you imagine George Soros being like, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> There's a tight end that plays... <laughs> <laughs> Why, yeah, why is the solution to city chiefs? To fuck a guy who plays football for the chiefs. Yeah. And not just to, why would she not just marry, a, start dating a politician? Yeah. Start dating Joe Biden. Fuck it. You can divorce Jill. Yeah. I don't know. Imagine? People need to be suspect, suspect about where they get their news from and ask themselves who is benefiting from the spread uh, of what is these that? untruths. 
the spokesman said. <laughs> oh, that yeah. Thanks for that. That, that should help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. lastly, I would like to say that people need to check yeah. their sources. Yeah. Imagine you're 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 a conspiracy theorist that, that believes that stuff, and then you read that article and you go, you know what? You're right. Yeah, who's that? <laughs> I never I never thought about that. I think that, that article is for a 70 year old. Who has no idea what's going on? They have no idea who Taylor Swift is. Yeah, and they yeah. go, "Oh, what about this?" But I should check your sources. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell yeah. you where there might be a conspiracy happening. Mm. Far across, this, far on the other side of the world, in the land of India. Oh, not on the map. Here. Deep in the Orient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> where President Modi. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Mm. Modi cutouts blanket India. Before election. Cardboard cutouts of Modi. Dateline New Delhi. <laughs> Everywhere you go in India these days, Prime Minister Narendra, Narendra, Narendra Modi is there, gazing at you with a slight smile. Mm. Sort of a smolder, if you will. Oh, a smolder. His image has long appeared on billboards and signs throughout India, but now his visage and board is popping up at train stations, airports, monuments, and parks as elections approach. The government calls them 3D selfie points. <sighs> government departments have erected the selfie points in recent months, celebrating a variety of Indian advances. In one, Modi mm. stands next to a rocket promoting the country's space program. In another, is next to a building with a schoolgirl who can now study with the help of a light. I don't know what that means. The help of a light? I think they got a l lights on in schools now. <laughs> Oh, he's okay. doing wonders good, good. over there. <laughs> yeah, All yeah. Right. It's almost shocking how behind they are. Um, <laughs> you hear this? It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, can now study with the help of a light. All right. Well, good. Some, that's good. Yeah. Some have objected to the selfie points, saying they misuse public funds for mm. political purposes. Oh, geez, you would hate to imagine somebody doing that. Yeah. I mean, this might be the first case of any government misappropriating taxpayer dollars in, yeah. the, in world history. Kind of breaks your heart, brings a tear breaks to your, your eye. To think of I mean, it's a sacred contract between the people and the government. Of <laughs> trust. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after the Ministry of Defense told its departments to put up more than 800 selfie points, a former civil servant and social activist filed a court petition arguing the government shouldn't be using officials and army personnel to do so. Hmm, the petition yeah. also said the selfie points gave the government unfair advantage in the coming elections. India is mm. expected to hold a national vote in May. Modi's party is widely expected to win a third term, thanks to, in large part, by the popularity of the prime minister. Hmm. It's about the use of public funds, public servants, official machinery for running for a political, running a political campaign in the guise of government programs, said uh, a lawyer, I can't say the name, a lawyer sure. for the two men who brought the suit. The prime minister's office didn't respond to questions. Ah. They never Ooh, respond. They're busy putting up cardboard. Wall Street, Journal, <laughs> Wall Street Journal all day long, they go ask if anybody would like <laughs> to comment. <laughs> yeah, and, and everyone the, all around yeah. the world says, fuck, blow me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're met with a dial tone. <laughs> yeah, it's deafening silence. <laughs> wow, so that's wild. So they're using government funds. Imagine yeah. if, Bo, uh, if Joe Biden, not Bo Biden, he's long gone. Joe Biden, <laughs> if yeah. Joe Biden were doing that, you just walk around. Long gone. Walk around. <laughs> <laughs> and and Biden, Joe Biden remembers that. He remembers the day it happened. Wrong kid died. Yeah. <laughs> if there was ever a wrong kid died. Yeah. Like Dewey Cox, the walk hard story. <laughs> walk hard, the Dewey Cox story. Right. right. Um, but imagine if you were walking around Central Park and oh. he, he just 
Biden. People would defecate on Oh, yeah, and rightfully so. Uh, but that's wild. But that's any president. That's any president. That's any sure. president here widely loathed. Yes. But this is the first time where... Do you I, think... Not to interrupt, but do you think we'll ever see another president that that both everybody likes it would have to be a post 9-11 thing yeah because bush's approval rating for like a year right went up to like 90 percent. sure so it may be if yeah it'd be like a ukraine situation Zelensky's 90 percent approval yeah right to get, we gotta get fucked before that happens yeah but well. uh peacetime presidents good luck yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> those are thing of the past Wow. But it is kind of funny. This is I feel like this is the first president we've had in a while mm-hmm. where he's and people can argue this, but he's ostensibly doing a fine job. Sure. Maybe not great, but he's yeah. not like blowing it that bad. Yeah. Loathed by everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Democrats and Republicans. Yeah, yeah. Every nobody likes him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing just like a pretty like par for the course. He's doing job. okay. He's, he's doing great. He's okay. no, it's, like, it's like uh Yeah. He's no you know, he's no Reagan, God knows. No, no, yeah. <laughs> Get the words right out of my mouth there. But we're, we're on drugs. Uh, best well, ever speaking fought. of somebody who's not, who's kind of biffed it. <laughs> this is from, oh, the, oh, Wall, I can't wait this is from this. the Wall Street Journal. I'm so excited for this. Uh, headline, 23andMe's fall from $6 billion to nearly zero. <laughs> That's wild. Once, that, not even WeWork had that bad. No. Though. Once hot DNA testing company is struggling to pivot to healthcare, just what we need. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to get in the, vac- in the vaccine game. Yeah. yeah. Well, five years ago, Twenty Three and Me was one of the hottest startups in the world. Millions of people were spitting into test tubes to learn about their ancestry. Its valuation briefly topped six billion dollars after a twenty twenty one public offering in Forbes anointed Ann Wojcicki. Uh, 23andMe's chief executive and a Silicon Valley celebrity as the newest, quote, self-made billionaire. Wow. Yeah, they were on the up and up. So it was the hottest thing. It was the hottest they thing. They took Ancestry.com and yeah. they, they said, get fucked. Yeah. There's a new sheriff in town. There's a new sheriff in town. 23andMe. <laughs> 23andMe. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. Now, Wojcicki's self-made billions have vanished. My God. 23andMe's valuation has crashed 98%. I mean, how? From its peak, and NASDAQ has threatened to delist its sub $1 stock. Oh, God, NASDAQ, please. <laughs> Give me another <laughs> chance. I'd be 23, honey, 23 honey, more chances. I'm begging you. <laughs> honey, I'm begging you. <laughs> Wojcicki reduced staff by a quarter last year through three rounds of layoffs. That ain't going to do it. And a subsidiary sale. Nope. Not a chance in hell. The company has. <laughs> Never made a profit. <laughs> All these companies, I don't know. Right. They never make a profit. Right. Well, we're but at, they're worth $6 billion. We're at the tail end of uh, all these startups that yeah. never make a profit. Everyone's wisening up. Yeah. And is they're burning cash so quickly, it could run out by 2025. Why, Joe, that's next year. <laughs> <laughs> Trent say it ain't so. I had hardly done the calculations yeah. in my head. Silicon Valley's fortunes were built on the lofty ambitions of entrepreneurs swinging for the fences, even if most of them strike out. <laughs> that sucks. Wojcicki, <laughs> for her part, isn't giving up. 
She's sticking to her goal to transform 23andMe from a supplier of basic ancestry and health data into a comprehensive healthcare company that develops drugs, offers medical care, and sells subscription health reports. Whatever. Fuck that's off. Yeah. She still has I want to know if I'm part Moroccan. I don't want to fucking. Yeah. Do this I don't know. I don't know if I'm shit. pre-diabetic. Yeah. Fuck off. She still has Go to- back to making no money and telling me I'm 116th Cherokee. <laughs> Stupid bitch. Or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, she, she still has. <laughs> She's You're not an ancestry dad and analyst. <laughs> You're uh, She still nice, has nice to lady. prove the business can sustain itself. She's raised about $1.4 billion for 23andMe and spent roughly 80% of it. She spent 80% of it? Uh, uh, the, comp- the company has. Oh my God, what are they spending on? Well. It seems like they would need nothing except for the DNA test kits. Well, her quirky Anne's quirky charm and informal style oh, Jesus she Christ. typically wears workout gear to the office now here's the thing now you know me i'm no fan of dressing up <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like it yeah i never Every have day you go to work and i say trent put on a suit yeah <laughs> You work at a law firm in New York City. Wear just a suit. Yeah, sure. Just sure. a suit and tie. Yeah. I say, no, I don't like it. And he goes out the door, and, mm-hmm. and I, of course, I work from home, and I put on my suit. You put on your suit and tie? I put on tie? my suit and tie, and Can I you gel stay my in hair. Your room all day. You gel yeah, your hair. I gel my hair. In your room all day. Yeah. yeah. Snort and, line. And then I uh, snort a line, and I get on TikTok in front of my computer <laughs> for three hours. Yeah. But. I think if you're like that guy, John Fetterman, you know yes. that guy? Big Fetterman head. Yeah. Hilarious, but, hilarious person. Yeah. He wears a fucking sweatshirt and he does like he Bill Congress. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, come on. It's, some people need to dress up. Yeah, it looks so bad. It he's looks, standing next to four other senators all in suits. Yeah. And he's got fucking and sweatpants then, with mustard stains on. That's all. Uh, and he can... But hey, the man's depressed. Yeah. If you're depressed, you can't yeah, dress. He's fucking... Yeah, he, I saw him... Uh, the other day, he had like a tuxedo T-shirt on. He was at a formal. John Fetterman. Yeah, is he still a senator? Yeah, he's still a senator. He's that fucking drooling can, all over himself. Not last much longer. <laughs> so anyway, I think people, if you're like a big, if you're like this lady, wear a fucking pantsuit. Don't don't wear your fucking workout gear. Hey, if I'm losing yeah. a billion dollars a minute, I think I will put on a pantsuit yeah. at least to yeah. try to save some fucking face. Yeah. Wojcicki, 50 years old, has been searching for fresh capital, but with 23andMe stock trading at just 73 cents, the company likely can't raise money by selling more shares, and the company's early-stage drug programs are so expensive she has sought investor partners for some of them, so far unsuccessfully, and given up stake in others. She could also plug the hole with her own cash. Uh, At at the center of 23andMe's DNA testing business are two fundamental challenges. Customers only need to take the test once, and few, t- and few test takers get life-altering health results. <laughs> Most people get the test pad and they go, hmm. oh, I guess I'm uh, 90% English. That's, hmm. that's pretty well, lame. It costs, yeah, it costs 75 bucks, and yeah. you know, it took them 190 to do it. Yeah, I guess I'm exactly <laughs> what I thought it was. <laughs> so they, they don't have a lot yeah. of repeat customers. No, they're not the a lot of repeat customers. And they're trying to get into the drug game because they have all these... Everybody's a bit of a crowded D- field. A bit of a crowded field, but they have everybody's DNA and, and they can test... Use it for evil. Right? Yeah, they yeah, can use course. it for evil, of course. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you, everybody... 
who has power tends to do use it for evil. <laughs> right. Wojcicki's most ambitious bet is developing drugs using 23andMe's stockpile of more than 10 million DNA samples that test takers have agreed may be used for research. But getting new drugs to the market is expensive and takes years, unless, of course, you're forcing everybody in America to take it, then it takes about a couple weeks. <laughs> but we don't need to get into that. <laughs> Wojcicki attributes 23 okay, well, Actually, one of my favorite football players is <laughs> sort of a sponsor of them, so I'm not really going to say anything bad about it. It's a great vaccine. I personally, I get a booster every morning. I get a booster every morning. I put on my track suit. I, I run to CVS. I get a booster right in my ass. They, they, they want to put it in my shoulder. And like, put it right in my ass. Bend, bend <laughs> me stick over, it right, right in my ass. <laughs> That's right. I want my booster right in my fucking ass. And uh, yeah, and then I go sit in Starbucks and while the, uh, the, the riots happen outside. And <laughs> uh, so anyway, let me try to find... Um, you know, instead of putting on this all these running clothes, maybe you should stop running wild with everybody's money. You know? How about yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, there that, you go, Joe. Yeah, you yeah. tell her. Bones. Up top, bones. <laughs> bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you like that? Wojcicki has dedicated her personal brand, uh, those who know her say, last March, Mattel made Barbie dolls based on her and her two sisters. <laughs> Former God. YouTube CEO Susan Wojcicki. So... Her her sister is the YouTube, but she's a self-made billionaire. Uh, she's also get this. She's not really a self-made billionaire. Is what I'm trying to get at. Right. Because she she married. Uh, let me find it here. <clears throat> sort of a Miss Monopoly situation. Miss Mon- <laughs> it's it's, yeah, self-made bit of Miss Monopoly. Self-made millionaire. Wojcicki. Yeah, Wojcicki uh, is the daughter of one-time chair of Stanford University's physics department and a high school journalism teacher. Wojcicki grew up at the center of Silicon Valley. She went to Yale and after college bounced around hedge funds and private equity firms analyzing healthcare companies. Two formative things happened during that period. She, she lost saw- her virginity. <laughs> <laughs> and she experimented with, uh, with lesbianism. <laughs> uh, no, right. two. Uh, she saw a crash in healthcare stocks. God mm. forbid. And how companies responded by pinching pennies on innovation. She said she decided she wanted to help consumers take more control over their healthcare. She also met Sergey Brin in 1998. What did you just call me, Sergey Brin? <laughs> she met him. In 1998. I may be gay, but I'm no knight. <laughs> <laughs> he and Larry Pre- Larry Page rented her sister Susan's garage to be the first office for their new company called Google. What? She started Google? What? No, she married Sergey Brin. Who started Google? Yes. And her sister is the CEO of YouTube. Yes. Jesus. And she blew through $6 billion. Yeah, it grows on fucking trees. Yeah. Susan would become an executive in its advertising business before running YouTube years later. The idea for a direct-to-consumer DNA testing business came from Wojcicki's co-founder, Linda Avey, a genetics expert. Bryn had expressed interest in Avey's prior work, so in 2005, she shared her idea with him. That's how Avey met Wojcicki, Bryn's then-girlfriend, now I'm lost. Now I'm, I'm lost. I'm yeah. gonna be honest. I'm lost. But anyway, so all, the only thing that's important is Anne Wojcicki is a whore. Is a whore. <laughs> no, no. She she's the 
the leader of 23andMe. Yes. She was married to the, the CEO of Google, the creator of Google, creator of Google. Yes. who's famously a pay pig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, a, he's a bit of a pay pig. Yeah. So and he goes, baby, clean me out, Ish, clean me the fuck out. So they got married in 2007. He yeah, kind of funded the. He got 23 million off the, off to the off to the races. Right, right. Overnight, Wojcicki went from little known former financial analyst to Silicon Valley star. She helped build 23andMe's brand, organizing spit parties. What? I went to one of those in uh, Chelsea the other night. Uh, <laughs> where guests gave DNA samples. Ew. They collected celebrity saliva at the World Economic Forum in Davos. In 2008, and again at New York Fashion Week that year, where, now this is a who's who of criminals, <laughs> where Barry Diller, Rupert Murdoch, Harvey Weinstein, oh and Diane von Furstenberg uh, headlined a 23andMe uh, gathering after meeting with just yet an Allen and Company conference. Yeah, I wonder what your first sign was, that things were about to go south. <laughs> Fucking writing on the wall. Yeah. You look around and you're in the Legion of Doom. Yeah. So... She's uh so how is it zero? I mean, how is it? Is this because she's investing in all these healthcare things and it's they're very, not paying off? But not also paying off bad investments. Yeah, but also you only need it. But she's once. quirky. She's quirky. She, <laughs> yeah, she's quirky. She's fun. <laughs> so, and that's really what matters, you yeah. know. She's quirky. She's fun. And they're trying to get into the healthcare. They they have this thing to create. They you can only buy it. We only use it once. But they want to keep. Getting uh, more consumers, so they're trying to branch into healthcare mm. to create a recurring revenue stream. Wojcicki has pivoted to subscriptions. That's what every every not everything needs to be a subscription. No, I'm tired of subscribing. Hey, people, we're all sick and tired of it. Yeah, and we're unsubscribed. Enough. As soon as I can figure out how, yeah. I'm gonna unsubscribe from all of it. Yeah, but I, I but don't forget to sub- hit like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe to the podcast. On our YouTube channel. Does not charge you every month. No, she, she rolled out 23 and Me Plus, offering personalized health reports, lifestyle advice. And unspecified new reports and features as discoveries are made for an initial $229 with annual renewals of $69. Nice. Nice. Uh, when the company last disclosed the number of subscribers a year ago, it had 640000 less than half the number it had projected it would have by then. Asked about the projection, Wojcicki first denied having given one. Shown the investor presentation that included it, she studied the page and after a pause said, quote, there's nothing else to say other than that we were wrong. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> not looking good. No, so it's not looking good for 20 <laughs> It's not looking good for, for her at all. <laughs> That's wild. She's really, she, we, we fucked it all up. Yeah, we <laughs> fucked it up. And then she's like, I didn't say that. And then uh, they yeah, a piece of paper right with a quote. She, well, <laughs> I, I was wrong. <laughs> So. You happy now? <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Yeah, but uh, but I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Even though we're worth fucking zero dollars now, that's insane. Yeah. Well, you know what? Twenty three and Me is not the only large billion dollar company being rattled with f- fraught with peril. Say it ain't so. Well, this might come to you as a surprise, Trent. Mm. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Sure. Okay. Where quote money and drugs entwine Musk. With Tesla directors. Board members at Elon Musk's electric car maker Tesla were facing a dilemma. One director, the venture capitalist Steve Jerviston, had left his first made up name. (laughs) (laughs) 
bullshit made up name left his firm after an internal investigation found he had slept with multiple women which oh. which by i don't know why anyone would ever were, were why he would want to do that no in the tech industry and use illegal drugs again i don't see where the motivation Jeez. is unless it's to get high and get off that couldn't be it. <laughs> that couldn't be it. Luckily, Jervitston, uh, though designated an independent director, had a good friend with whom he had deep financial ties and also attended parties mm. using ecstasy and LSD. Who's that? Musk. <gasps> <laughs> Multiple other directors of Musk companies have deep personal and financial ties to the billionaire entrepreneur mm. and have profited. Billionaire playboy. Playboy billionaire. <laughs> And vigilante, uh, and have profited enormously from the relationship. It's not what you know, Trent. It's who you know. The I've connections are an extreme blurring of friendship and fortune, oh. and raise questions among some shareholders about the independence of the board members oh. charged with overseeing the chief executive. Such conflicts could run afoul of those loose rules governing what qualifies an independence as public companies, as independence at public companies. Mm. On Tuesday, a Delaware judge struck down Musk's multi-billion dollar pay package at Tesla, saying board members who signed off on it in 2018 were beholden to Musk. Mm. Several critters Under his thumb. Under his thumb and on acid. Several current or former directors of Tesla and SpaceX attend parties with him, go on exotic vacations, and hang out at Burning Man, God. the Nevada Arts and Music Festival. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> um, Musk and some people close to him, including Kimball Musk, I believe it's his brother. Yeah, it's his brother. Attend Another scumbag. <laughs> Another scumbag, not friend of the show, not welcome anytime. <laughs> attend parties at Hotel El Ganzo. Hotel El Ganzo. Hotel <laughs> Hotel Alcanza. Famous for their guacamole. A beautiful hotel in San Jose del Cabo, Mexico. <laughs> San Jose del Cabo. And a margarita with salted rim. With salted rim. <laughs> Known for its art and music scene, as well as drug-fueled events. Oh, no! Where are the people familiar with the parties? I don't see why people with money would want to go have do drugs and sleep around. Have sex. Anonymous sex. Sex. Sex and drugs. I mean, what's next? Rock and roll? Oh, I'm huh. just, no, don't don't say <laughs> don't that. Me, don't say don't that. Start. Lock the fucking doors. <laughs> the Trap the fuck in. Well, the volume of drug <laughs> use by Musk with board members has become concerning. This this, this guy. He seems like a wild man. He seems like Keith Moon. Who this? Who this Elon Musk character? Who's this character? He seems like a hard partier. We keep. We keep. You, think you know him. a guy. Well, he's, I mean, he's, he's partying. He's doing drugs. He seems like a more of a Keith Richards type. Because yeah. no matter how many drugs he takes, he just keeps on fucking rocking and rolling. I guess so. He yeah. says, "Here's a new company. Here's a new company. Yeah, Neuralink. Yeah, we did it. Neuralink, we the guy. SpaceX. Tunnel. X. There's a tunnel in California. There's tunnels. Ah, uh, yeah. Rocket ships. Rocket ships. Cars." Yeah. Cars, rockets, brain chips, and drugs. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He's a scumbag. <laughs> well, in the culture Musk has created around him, some friends, including directors, feel there is an expectation to consume drugs. Oh, wow. With him because they think refraining could upset the billionaire. Wow. Some of the people said. They also don't want to, to risk losing the social capital that comes with being close to Musk. Sure. Trent, I've always said this, and of course we've lived different lives, but <laughs> when the, the worst thing you can do is, is not do the drugs. 
And I don't care where you are in life. I don't care if you're the board of directors at Tesla. I don't care if you're at a high school party. The last thing you want to do is not look cool at Burning Man. <laughs> if you're in a suit, you're in the board yeah. of directors. You're at Burning Man, obviously. You, you, in a suit, you, you flew in yeah. private. You've always said this. You're a big proponent of peer pressure. Oh, yeah. You love it. You love I peer got, pressure. I have so, one I shouldn't, and then the second yeah. ask, I'm, all, I'm yeah. out all night, baby. You say, that's your advice you give to kids. You go around high schools, you go speaking. You say, you know what? Give in. Yeah. Get, do it. Live it up. <laughs> one time, I, on. don't, I don't know if I ever told you this, but one time I got busted uh, for drinking in high school. Ah. And my stepdad, who's has never uh, tried to give me any yeah. whatever yeah. advice for my life yeah. at this point, he goes, uh, you know, you should really shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't drink at parties. You yeah, know, you shouldn't be drinking like that. Yeah, and he's had one or two, you know. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, hey, you shouldn't have any more than that. Yeah, goes, unless, I guess, unless all your friends are, and then. I guess, <laughs> I guess if everybody's doing it. Yeah. Wow. Whatever you say. And I've lived by that code. Sure. My you, entire life. Yeah. Wow! You, wow. Oh, you don't want to steer away from the pack. So wow! Well, I signed a player uh, a pledge with Dare, and I stuck to that. And <laughs> you have, yeah, yeah. You did make a pact with Dare. <laughs> and I, I'm a man of my word. I can't break my word. Well, I think it would behoove some of these guys to do the same thing yeah. because one thing, doing drugs at a party is one thing, Trent. But these guys, <laughs> they're doing it at the office. They're, they're well, they're doing it on Mars. They're beholden. They're beholden to Elon. Yeah, they, he says, do it. Some board members worry about the negative effects of Musk's behavior on the six companies he oversees. Well, he seems like a guy with a good head on his shoulders. Roughly $800 billion in assets held by investors, according to people close to Musk. Despite the concerns, the Tesla board hasn't investigated his drug use or recorded their worries into board minutes. Read me the minutes. Which could become public. <laughs> Around the winter of 2022, of course, that was the early Winter Olympics, Musk's good friend and former Tesla board member Ellison urged him to come to his Hawaiian island to relax from work and dry out from drugs. Mm. Was what better place to go dry out from drugs than the Hawaiian island? The Hawaiian island. Nothing, I've never heard of anything bad happening on an island no, with a bunch no. of rich people. Uh, the outreach came as friends and others close to Musk worried his drug use was getting worse. And Jeez. some asked him to go to rehab, oh. some people said. Wow. Well, governance experts say the personal and financial ties could muddy directors' views and that it is highly unusual at U.S. public companies. According to the rules of NASDAQ, the rules of NASDAQ. NASDAQ. The rules. Where Tesla trades, an independent director can't be an employee, a family member, or someone whose relationship, quote, would interfere with the exercise of independent judgment. Mm-hmm. Now, what do we know interferes with the exercise of independent judgment? Drugs and Drug, alcohol. Drugs and alcohol. <laughs> I like that, but others don't, and I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> while government rules, independent director, while, while rules governing independent directors are murky, financial entanglement is one area where courts have sometimes found public companies at fault for claiming directors' independence while they hold investments tied to one another. Hmm. Amalgamad Bank, which man, this is a terrible name, which manages $180 million of investments in Tesla as of September, signed a shareholder letter last year asking Tesla board members to step up their meager oversight of mm. Musk. The investors expressed concern that the close ties between Musk and several Tesla directors made the board ill-equipped to ask in the best, act in the best interest of the shareholders. 
When striking down Musk's pay package on Tuesday, the Delaware Delaware court at Chancery um, called the process for approving it, quote, deeply flawed and mm. cited Musk's extensive ties to some directors. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. How's that for Groundbreaking. a bombshell? A bombshell. A bombshell. So they, everybody around Elon, they're, is, all, they're doing, all drugged up. They're, they're all, all in Nevada doing Molly. Yeah. Doing Molly and LSD up till the witching hour. The witching hour, <laughs> yes. Till the cows come home. Yeah, till the cows come home. And, and then the shareholders go, well, should we uh, should we go public? And yeah. they go, we're fucked up on Molly. Right. Yeah. And uh, we don't know what's best for the company, but wow. we daren't not take Molly for, for risk of not looking cool. Yeah. Next to Elon, they, who they is one get, of the coolest guys ever. Oh, everybody agrees on that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He likes memes. He loves memes. He loves crypto. Oh, one of the coolest, funniest guys in town. Remember when he brought the sink into Twitter? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What about when he was on Let that? Let that sink in. <laughs> oh, what about when he played Wario on SNL? One of the, one of the classic SNL sketches. <laughs> SNL. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, Trip, but we'll stay tuned for the next installment of the War on Musk from the, the Wall Street Journal. The War on Musk. The I'm War on Musk. I'm sure it's a saga that we should make like a not fucking, even close to being finished. We should make like a little little flag when we have a story about it. Oh, uh, the War on some Musk. Some sort of yeah, some sort of light that comes on, or like uh, when they have like the news, like when yeah, like they have breaking news. Yeah. That would be fun. We'll, we'll up the we'll, we'll get yeah we'll get the producer on on top yeah, of that. We'll get Jeremy on there. But I understand you know listen I'm no I'm no proponent of drugs. In fact, I'm very I'm quite frankly I'm anti drug. Well, you're the yin to my yang on this <laughs> exactly. Podcast. Yeah, I say that as if I do. I mean, <laughs> I, al- besides alcohol, no, I'm you're scared, not. You're not a big drug. You're not a drug of guy. Most drugs. Yeah, uh, but I'm a I, I'm a teetotaler. You know. So, but I understand because I, this this story, I just yeah, I you know, if I hadn't read this story, maybe I wouldn't have understood. Really? Well, enlighten me, because right now I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for this guy. But maybe well, something, maybe there's something I don't not, know. You know, if I hadn't read this, I I wouldn't have sympathy either. But being the boss can take a toll. <laughs> That's news to me. This is and this is breaking news. This is from the Wall Street Journal. This is from it's, the personal journal. It's taken us two thousand years to. We've, this is breaking news. I mean, I, I just learned this, and and, 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 and I'm crestfallen. <laughs> yeah, uh, you'd hate to know that the the the, uh, the captain of the ship yeah. is under any kind of stress. So, Joe, this is from the Wall Street Journal. This is from the personal journal. One, one of our favorite one of our sections. favorite sections. Headline. Being the boss can take a toll. <laughs> Migraines, ulcers, and even premature death wait, wait, hold can up. inflict CEOs. <laughs> you continue. So often in the personal journal, it's somebody complaining about their own life and job who yes. writes for the Wall Street Journal. Is yeah. this the boss of the Wall Street Journal? Right? Is this his is this, is this retorts to the, to the last guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you don't get paid a lot. You yeah. can't afford to live in New York. Yeah. Well, being a boss here also takes a it's toll. A, that's all pretty hard. Well, guess what I put in the personal journal this week? <laughs> Dick? <laughs> nah, I don't think... I think his name's Callum no, Borchers. Not the boss. Not a name. Not with a name like that. No. God forbid. So tell me... Sorry, I interrupted well, you. You can die from this. Migraines, ulcers, and even premature death can afflict CEOs. But people want the top jobs anyway. That, I, you know, you'd think if you knew something killed you. Maybe being the boss is like smoking. You know, it kills you, but it looks cool. It does look cool. Yeah, yeah being the boss. 
Be the boss. Not everyone could be Bruce. Maybe maybe the job of CEO should come with a warning label. Maybe much like cigarettes. (laughs) Well, you shouldn't be a CEO if you're pregnant. Just like cigarettes. Or if you can even have the chance to get pregnant. Just like cigarettes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Even even if it's a distinct possibility. (laughs) Right. So I see no difference. Yeah. 19 (laughs) chief executives died in office last year. 19. In office? In office. Jeez. 19. Uh, The most since 2010. According to Challenger, Gray, and Christmas. Oh, but also, I wonder. I wonder. Who, you know, they're not. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Nineteen CEOs died in office. I wonder how many uh, guys with a regular job died in office last year. <laughs> right. Right. One billion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like everyone else who dies. My, most of you the know what popul- also takes a toll having yeah. no money. Most of the population <laughs> working twelve hour shifts and yeah. making minimum yeah. wage in fucking Knob Noster, Missouri, getting crushed by a fucking. <laughs> Uh, whatever shelf in yeah, Amazon this is, this warehouse. This is absurd that they're mm-hmm. even saying any of this. The outplacement firm tally a record 1,914 CEO exits in 2023, which senior vice president Andy Challenger. The great resignation. <laughs> the great reset. Oh, Challenger, my, my apologies. <laughs> Andy Challenger partly attributes to the post-pandemic burnout that many execs feel. Oh. Everything's the fucking pandemic's fault. Well, this Wall Street Journal is they're in the post-pandemic world. Yeah. Personally, I'm in a post-Coney 2012 world. <laughs> <laughs> I look at everything through the lens of pre-Coney and post-Coney. Pre-Coney, post-Coney. Yeah. Which lasted about a week. But what a pivotal what week a it was. Pivotal week it was. <laughs> and then that guy started jacked off in public and they're like, you know what? Fuck well, the, he fucked jacked all off. those kids and let them die. <laughs> that, was our re- that was our reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone shared it to the, their Facebook yeah. story and they go, oh, this the, guy's a monster. Yeah. And then six weeks later, he was jerking off yeah. in San Diego. Yeah. And we go, yeah. oh, oh, well, you know what? Really, who gives a fuck? <laughs> I guess I'm back to not caring about let, the kids being slaughtered kids in Africa. Let those die. Um, I can't believe he jerked off in the streets. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> in ja- in, I've got to go to San Diego. Uh, <laughs> uh, in January, in a January survey of 600 C-suite executives by the professional network chief, 37% said avoiding burnout would be a personal challenge this year. <laughs> this is so stupid. Again, I just keep going back to tell that to the guy in yeah. the front line at Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Avoid burnout. Yeah. Die on the job. would <laughs> <laughs> be crazy. A candid help wanted ad might go something like this. Company seeks visionary leader to take business to the next level. Incumbent will be paid handsomely, but may have fewer years to enjoy earnings because of the stress of the role can reduce life expectancy. Jesus. Such a disclaimer probably wouldn't put off a lot of candidates. JetBlue chief Robin Hayes will follow his doctor's advice and step down in February for unspecified health reasons. The extraordinary challenges, quote, the extraordinary challenges and pressure of this job have taken their toll, he said. Uh, In in an age of performative work balance, work-life balance and washboard abs on business titans. (laughs) What? What? <laughs> I guess some like Mark Zuckerberg. I guess he's works out, you know. So they they wanted they wanted to get that in. 
I don't know. <laughs> it's like, what is going through their heads when they write this I stuff? Oh, I don't know. It's just uh, a near masochistic leadership drive persists. Persist. Nevertheless, she persisted. Nevertheless. Uh, current and former CEOs say the job has ever more landmines because many employees often expect them to comment on news events from Israel's war with Hamas. What, right. Is something going on? Uh, I don't know. Well, we read the Wall Street Journal yeah. every week. I haven't seen anything. <laughs> to the latest Supreme Court ruling. Say the wrong thing and you could be marching in the pink slip parade behind an Ivy League president. <laughs> yeah. She's out. <laughs> Any and bosses are one viral social media post away from being drawn into controversy. A former cloud fl- Cloudflare employee, whatever the fuck that is, <laughs> what? who filmed her own firing and shared it on I TikTok recently. I saw that. It went mega viral. Thrust the software company CEO Matthew Prince into damage control mode. I didn't watch it, but did you watch the video? I watched about What's 60% so of it. about it? They just got fired. They're like, yeah. It, it was basically his trauma porn. You yeah. See Everybody gets fired every day. People who work at Cloudfair, people who don't. <laughs> Why do I give a fuck? <laughs> also, what do you expect getting a job in a place called Cloudflare? Right. Yeah. That's going to last? Yeah. The cloud. 23 and Me has zero dollars right. right now. Cloudflare. That's the real hot startup. Eat shit and die. Uh, but when I when I don't know what Cloudflare is, but in the cloud, I don't like the cloud. I'm anti-cloud. Yeah, I'm anti-flare. I'm anti-flare. <laughs> I'm anti-flare and I'm anti-cloud. I don't like flare. When I think of a, a, a safe place to store all my pictures and important data, I, I think of a cloud. Yeah. A thing that's uh, moving. Yeah, a thing that plane, can, can planes can go a through. A plane can fly through and blow can, its fucking door off. It can blow itself out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know where the cloud is, uh, and I, but I don't think I'm the only one uh, in my cloud. No. You know what I say? Get off of my hey, cloud. Hey, you, you, get off of my cloud. That's <laughs> yeah. what I say. Not to invoke the Rolling Stones for a third time this episode. But, uh, Not to invoke the Bloomin' group the of Bloomin bands. Group. Yeah. <laughs> of rock bands. Yeah. Well, Joe, when bosses quip that their jobs are taking years off their lives, they might not be joking. Well, I who cares? Ivan <laughs> Menendez was a few weeks shy of retiring as CEO of alcohol maker Diageo. Oh, I know Diageo. Really? They're a huge importer. Yeah. When he died last June at age 63, did you send flowers? <laughs> I did it, but I've heard tell that it's, yeah. <laughs> the company said he was hospitalized for stomach ulcers and died after a brief illness. Notable CEOs. He might have been getting high off his own supply. Yeah, I think so. Stomach ulcer just sounds like tequila. Yeah. Oh, mas tequila. Uh, one tequila, two tequila, three tequila, four. <laughs> you ever heard that? I, yeah, I've heard that. I actually have a plaque in the bathroom that says that. Yeah, I know. I, we do have a plaque in the bathroom. It makes me laugh every time. Yeah, it, just uh, let, it lets people know what kind of people yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're fun. We like to have fun. Notable yeah. CEOs who suffered fatal heart attacks on the job <laughs> in the past 20 years include Jim Cantalupo of McDonald's. I'm going to laugh at every one of these. <laughs> 
He also may have get, been getting high on his own supply. <laughs> oh, I'm having the big one after I had my Big all Mac. Had, they all had the big one on yeah. the job. Samuel Skip Ackerman of Panacos Pharmaceuticals and Caroline Reedy of Simon & Schuster. <laughs> the book publisher. The book publisher. <laughs> yeah. They go, Miss, people are looking at more TikToks than reading books. And she goes, oh, I'm having the big one. Oh, it's the big one. Watching a CEO have a heart attack in their office in a in, in a pantsuit and fall out. Yeah. It'd be the funniest thing I I've couldn't ever imagine seen. anything funnier in the world. <laughs> no. Walking in, sir, uh profits are down yeah. again. Well, I'm not in the big one. <laughs> I was right. I was yeah. right on the fucking edge. Like it, like when everybody turned their back on Wonder Bread. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like he's the guy is right the CEO's riding high. I'd never heard of another bread. <laughs> Wonder Bread, then a news article come out, Wonder Bread, bad for you. Uh, yeah. Some guy, some poor lowly intern comes in. He goes, sir, I, I'm afraid to have some I have some bad news. The truth got out. <laughs> Everyone did turn you know on Wonder that Bread. Thing, That's when this country lost its way. Yeah. Let's say it's it about really 1998. Is. We all turned on Wonder Bread. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was the, it was it, well, the, it was the bread. Well, it was the greatest thing since... Uh, well, sliced bread. Sliced bread. <laughs> I was trying to remember that. It went. A study published by the National Bureau of Economic Research in 2021 found that industry-wide downturns reduced CEOs' life expectancies by 1.5 years. Most of the more than uh, 1,600 CEOs in the study lived into their 80s, longer than the average for the general population, but shorter in some <laughs> yeah, cases than they might. Guess what the life expectancy is for, for fucking um, auto mechanics <laughs> yeah. and freelance yeah. remodelers. Right. Yeah, this is, this is 61. Funny. Yeah. Longer than the average for general population, but shorter in some cases than they might have lived with less stress. You could you could say that for literally anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, you, do I, why am I supposed to feel bad for these yeah. people? They're ruining the world. Right. They're destroying the environment, and they get it just they're rich, and they're fucking their interns, and they're <laughs> fucking going to yeah, Epstein's yeah. island. And meanwhile, my dad's breaking his back and barely walk on a ladder, and yeah. fucking. Is, Imagine know, the doctor you're at sixty five. Your dad. Your dad is on his deathbed. He finally kicks the bucket, and the doctor comes out, and he goes, "Well, you know, he he could have lived longer with if he just had less stress." <laughs> what the fuck is that? They did say that. What is that supposed to yeah. mean? And I go, "Oh, if only yeah. We knew. If only, if only we knew. If only we knew. If, so, if only he bought a, that hot tub." CEOs are stressed out, and CEOs are stressed out. And for Harry Kramer. One key to being a healthy boss not was a real, not a real name. Was the boss? Sorry. One key to being a healthy boss was the boss. Hmm. Oh, Bruce, the former Baxter, the Internet, boss, the boss, the only boss I listened to. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, brother. Rock and roll. The former Baxter International chief says that when the occasional meeting cancellation won him a free hour, he'd take the opportunity to hop into his convertible, crank Bruce Springsteen, and hit the McDonald's drive-through. <laughs> okay, it wasn't the perfect health routine, but the middle break lowered his blood pressure more than the Big Mac raised it. I, I've just never heard of a more <laughs> besides he says boring anecdote about a guy having <laughs> yeah blowing on steam. Yeah, a sixty-five-year-old man. Oh, I turn on Bruce. I crank up, born to run. I get a Big Mac. I hop into the drive-through and I order myself a Big Mac and a Diet Coke. <laughs> Great. <laughs> 
former Best Buy CEO Hubert Jolie He's got reason to be stressed Says he never experienced health complications While leading the company from 2012 to 2019 He got out He ran it into the ground and he got out <laughs> uh, He gave priority to sleep, exercise, and nutrition And it shows and It shows Yeah, with the way Best Buy went uh, He adds flash He, he flashed an, an aura ring one of those rings. I don't that, know what an order is. It's like those. It's like a Fitbit, but you wear it on your finger. It tracks For, your health. You're an asshole. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Your, it's a show off. You're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're an asshole, you, everyone needs to know. You have to y- let the world. You know. have to let the world know you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? I don't know. No one can ever be discreet. No one's ever like an asshole. You can't it's be like a secret. Oh God, no, I can't get out that I'm an no. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna bring, right. uh, really just. Yeah, I'm gonna stay in and be an asshole. Today. Every asshole no. I know is uh, has always, a tattoo on their face about town every asshole is a man about town and they gotta flash it off they go i gotta get my fucking steps in yeah I mean, it's like go fuck yourself jolie who co-leads a harvard business school program for new chief executives says he and fellow mentors devote a lengthy session to personal well-being <laughs> quote we tell them this is a marathon he says take care of your health physically mentally and spiritually so you can stain, sustain your leadership. Mm. They, you ever heard of the to- tortoise in the hare? <laughs> you know who they didn't have? Uh. You know who didn't have some asshole telling them that bullshit? Uh. Fucking Rockefeller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking Rockefeller. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking all those guys back in the, in get, the 1890s. Get, get yeah. yeah, because they were fucking oilmen. They they were cutthroats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't go, well, I ain't gonna no. take care of myself. Oh, be sure to I'm med- stressed out. Oh, be sure to meditate. If you're stressed, try taking over yeah. the whole country in 1880. Right, yeah. Those guys didn't have any stress. Be sure, no, you gotta talk to your therapist. You gotta yeah, do the stressed. work. All they did was they walk out, they kicked an orphan in the they head. They kicked an orphan. They hit, hit one with their cane. They kicked an orphan. They out of my way, they, boy! They hit their wife. Yeah, oh, they get, out, of, out of my way. I want dinner ready. I'm Norman Rockefeller. Matthew Cooper, 41, he's sort of the new Rockefeller, Matthew Cooper, uh, <laughs> knew when he co-founded the financial technology company Earn Up Fuck in off. 2014 Fuck that off. serving as its CEO would likely harm his health. He did it anyway. Well, Co- well, that seems reckless. Work was a form of addiction, he says. Mm. Anxiety, depression, and panic attacks had dogged Cooper as he progressed from one intense environment to another. Princeton University to McKinsey to private equity. His dilemma was that his... <laughs> I can't get enough! <laughs> ...was that his greatest stressors were also the things that fulfilled him. Jesus Christ. This guy needs to be in a fucking pressure It's cooker. a catch-22. It's the thing that gets him off. <laughs> you know, he's got to tie me up and put a gun to my head. Yeah. That's the only way I can get my fucking rocks off. Fucking put some... Clean me out. (laughs) (laughs) Clean me the fuck out. When negative self-talk veered to thoughts of suicide in 2020, Cooper stepped down. Even more negative than regular negative. Cooper Cooper stepped down. He remained on the earn-up board and offered occasional advice to the executive team, but took a three-year break from day-to-day responsibilities. He returned last summer as president, which he describes as a part-time role. Much like being the president of the United States is. Uh, (laughs) It really is. Scaling back isn't easy for people whose identities and careers are intertwined, he says, but Cooper reserves greater sympathy for rank-and-file workers who don't have the luxury of taking career breaks or reducing their hours. (laughs) Quote, 
There are people that have agency to change and those who don't, he says. <laughs> and okay. I'm the boss and I'm not going to do anything <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah, and I'm the have and they're the have nots. <laughs> and let them eat cake. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's sad to think that they, when some of those guys have negative thoughts that veer into suicide. Yeah, I mean, you hate to hear that. Nobody else, really, that has any other type of job would ever have <laughs> those negative thoughts. No. Yeah. No. Hey, Mr. Time Magazine, why don't you write about <laughs> the guy on the subway? You ever see that Bob Dylan interview? It's a classic. I don't think so. You haven't seen the Time Magazine interview? I'm sure I have, but not the way. We'll fire it up. Yeah, we'll fire it up. We'll fire it up. Well, that's well, that's been it. it for us. Yeah, that's over. It's over. It's done. <laughs> it's, it's done. That's, that's enjoy the, the Super Bowl. Enjoy the Super Bowl uh, yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure enjoy Taylor Swift endorsing Biden. Joe Biden halftime, halftime, show. halftime show. I'm sure that was fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, well, Trent, well, uh, uh uh, that's been it. Like and subscribe. Yeah. As always, this is Joe signing off. And I'm Trent signing out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Switch that up. <laughs>